episode dedicated to mothers in the lead up to Mother's Day on the 14th of March. Diversity investigates how lockdown has changed motherhood and the relationships we have with our mothers and mother figures. Diversity spoke to Ruth from the Virtual Explorers Club about her time in lockdown, how she has taken care of herself as well as supporting her children throughout the last year. We also wanted to take a moment for those who will be spending their first year without their mum on Mother's Day. We spoke to Yolanda, a bereavement volunteer at Cruise Bereavement Care, about how to cope with grief at this difficult time. The past year has taught us how important it is to show appreciation for your mother, not just on Mother's Day, but every day. We have spoken to Ruth, who owns a virtual explorers club which creates science, technology, engineering and maths learning resources for primary school children. Ruth spoke to us about the trials and tribulations of looking after young children during lockdown. She has a six-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter. Hi Ruth, how are you coping with mum life during these crazy times that we're living in? It's been a journey. The first lockdown, I very much burnt myself out, putting everybody else before me. And, you know, the homeschooling came first. My husband working from home came first because he was a London commuter. And then suddenly he was at home all the time. I had my daughter, who was less than one at the time, at home. And I just kind of gave everything to them and left nothing for me. Whereas this time around, I've been much stricter and much more kind of selfish, I guess, um, um, looking after myself first. So I'm now running every day and, you know, I kind of wake up before the kids and have a cup of tea in peace. You know, I'm not giving everything to everybody else first. I'm kind of nurturing the time and the space for myself. Um, so I think this time around, I find it a lot easier than the previous time around, even though the weather's horrible and it's a lot harder to actually keep the kids entertained. How are you making the time to prioritise yourself as well as balancing looking after children? So I wake up early. I wake up before the kids get up. So I'm usually up between half past five and six o'clock in the morning. And that's when I will do my kind of work based uh, stuff and kind of get a plan for the day. I find if I don't have a plan for the day when I wake up, I don't get anything done. Um, and then I try within the day to have dedicated children time, dedicated work time, dedicated kind of household chores time. My daughter is almost two. When she goes to bed at seven, I put my son in front of the TV and he has this kind of re relaxation time before bed and I run. We bought a treadmill this lockdown <laughs> so that I can actually have a run and not have to worry about it being pitch black. How has the lockdown impacted you as a mother and how has it impacted your family? I think motherhood is so riddled with guilt. If you're if you're looking after your children you feel guilty that you're not working. If you're working you feel guilty that you're not spending time with your children. If you're doing both of those things, working and looking after your children, you feel guilty for not cleaning the house or kind of spending time with your husband. I think like, there's so many pulls on your time, and that's just amplified and intensified when you're together all of the time, and you don't have kind of another adult outlet other than your spouse, so it becomes very, very intensive, and I think it's a, it's a real challenge. I'm definitely not cut out for being, like, a 
permanent stay-at-home mum. I, I fully admire women that can do that and, you know, enjoy that kind of nurturing their children at home. I definitely need a creative outlet in terms of my work to kind of keep my mental sanity um, going. <laughs> so uh, people ask me what my self-care is and actually running the business is part of my self-care. It's part of kind of keeping me as me and yeah. not becoming just mum. And it's such an important job, but there's also, I think, an important need to be you as well within that and not kind of get drowned in the guilt and the, the pressures. I think there's so much expectation that mums can do everything. So asking for help and things like that as well is really important. What kind of funny stories do you have of your family in lockdown or from homeschooling? Um, not homeschooling per se, but I would just say that my children seem to work in a, as a pair. So if I'm trying to do something, cooking dinner, producing something for the business, that, that will be when they become their most destructive. So two days ago, I was busily making lunch. My son, I caught him with a pair of scissors trying to give himself a haircut. Ooh. And my daughter had literally taken out all the wet wipes and all the nappies and they were all over the floor. So I think they choose their moments to just cause absolute chaos and destruction. I think they, it's almost like they sense the fact that you're vulnerable. <laughs> they, yeah, they go for it. I think it must be so many scenarios like this happening across all different households in the UK. Absolutely. Like packets of Cheerios just kind of upended all over the floor. Lego everywhere. The number of times I've stood on Lego. It's just, yeah, I think it's, you expect to live in chaos. <laughs> That's where I am right now. How do you and your family plan to spend Mother's Day this year? So my son, he's, he's a real sweetheart. So he's six and he has already planned that mummy gets a lion on mummy's yeah. Mother's Day. And he has decided that I can stay in bed all day if I like. I mean, if that's actually going to happen or I don't know. But he's already in discussions with my husband about making sure that I get breakfast in bed and a cup of tea. So he, he is very much on it. I have not even thought about it at all. How did you make sure to prioritise yourself during lockdown? And do you have any other key tips for all the other mums out there? I definitely think carving out the time and kind of allocating the time in chunks is really helpful. So in the mornings, when it's just my time, I know that I can allocate that to me and to work. Um, obviously, putting my son in front of the TV before, when I do my run and he before he goes to bed, that's a choice that I've made that he has to kind of be self-sufficient in that time. Um, I think it's harder when you've got smaller children. Like I couldn't do that with my two-year-old. Just kind of go, right, you're going to watch the TV and I'm going for a run. But I think as they get older and more independent, you can create those moments. And I think you have to consciously prioritise them. You can't, they won't just come to you because everything else will come first. That's just, I think it's just an inherent motherly thing. As soon as you become a mum, that's just how how it goes so I think yeah it's a conscious decision that you carve out those time slots and if it's you know a work and a playing with your children balance then it's right I'm gonna in this hour I'm gonna work for 50 minutes and then I'm gonna spend 10 minutes of really good quality time one-on-one -on -one playing with you engaging in your games and your activities and then I'm gonna go back to doing work or I'm gonna cook dinner or whatever I mean I hate imaginative play and all that kind of stuff like I just I find it really hard to engage with because they have these really vivid imaginations and then they tell you off when you join in they want you to join in and then they tell you off because you get it wrong and you ruin their game um but I think you just need to 
I think short, sharp bursts of really good quality time are better than trying to do everything all at the same time and kind of doing none of them effectively. What are your best homeschooling tips? Is that being willing to call time on homeschooling? So I'm in a parents' WhatsApp group and so many of them kind of battle for like three or four hours trying to complete a homeschooling activity. And I would just say like, be willing to call time. You know, in a, in a school environment, if there's an hour allocated for a lesson, if the child hasn't finished at the end of an hour, then that's it. Like the chance has gone. So instead of just kind of, you know, trying to draw blood from a stone, you have to just be willing to say, right, enough's enough. We're going to stop now. We're going to take a break. We're moving on to something else. It's not that important. <laughs> like always revisit it later if the time comes. I mean, exactly. What has the pandemic taught you about yourself as a mum? You have to create a routine and a way of working within your family that works for you, where you balance all the demands on your time. I think mum has to come first. Yeah. So happy mum, happy rest of the family. I know that if I'm anxious or stressed, then everybody in the house is anxious and stressed. I think you need to be like the ultimate juggler, kind of being flexible. I mean, I don't think any parent now will be daunted by the school holidays anymore. Like previously, it was like, oh my goodness, the school holidays, like how are we going to manage work and like keeping them entertained now? And they were all experts. You got to <laughs> pandemic, you can get through anything. Exactly, like totally. And I think, you know, realising that when you can finally leave your house, there's so many opportunities to just get out and about and do stuff that we all miss, like simple things like being able to go to the beach or, you know, like it doesn't have to be exciting stuff, but those kind of opportunities that we're missing out on right now because we're stuck at home, um, I think, you know, it's, it's taking enjoyment in the simple things and the little things and the, yeah, um, cuddles and all of that kind of stuff. Thanks so much for talking to us today, Ruth, and best of luck with everything, and we hope you have a lovely Mother's Day. Next up, we meet Yolanda. This is a very sensitive topic about loss and those who have lost their mothers during the pandemic. For so many people across the UK, this Mother's Day will be a difficult one. The pandemic has meant thousands of people are experiencing grief after losing a loved one, but also lost due to not being able to see family and friends. We spoke to Yolanda, who is a bereavement volunteer at Cruise Bereavement Care, which is the leading national charity for bereaved people in England, Wales and Northern Ireland. Yolanda spoke to us about the experience of grief and how to cope with this in the lead up to and on Mother's Day. The COVID-19 pandemic has meant that so many people across the country have lost loved ones in the past year. How can people cope on Mother's Day if they have recently lost a mother or a grandmother? Oh gosh, it's been such an unusual time as we all know and death is everywhere and people are having to come to terms with coping with the pandemic and the losses to do with that and on top of that then they have lost people so close to them. We as bereavement volunteers understand that this is a particularly hard time so if people feel like they're struggling at the moment Imagine you would be struggling anyway, and then this is double the struggling that you would have. We are here, we're a bereavement charity, and we are the largest bereavement char charity in the UK. And we are here to offer people support in whatever way they want. If they want to talk, if they want to email in, if they want to join support groups, we're here to offer them that support. Because this is the time 
when you try all the coping techniques you have and they stop working because you've never been through this before so you really don't know what to do so what we recommend is that you reach out whether that's a friend whether that's family and if you don't have that support then a charity or bereavement service yeah it's been hard for so many families this year if you have lost someone who is kind of mother figure in your life and you are struggling on Mother's Day, what kind of practical tips could you give to people who are dealing with grief on days like Mother's Day? So Mother's Day, I mean, it doesn't just affect people that have lost mothers. It also affects mothers that have lost children or people that have lost lost mother figures. When when you're leading up to Mother's Day, you kind of have a lot of anxiety that the day is going to be really horrible. Um, That's not everybody, that's a lot of people. So a lot of calls we get around Mother's Day because people just really have these pent-up emotions and don't know what to do. So what we would say in these difficult times is reach out if you can. Reach out to someone. You might have a family member, you might have a friend. It might be a friend from work or somebody who's lost their mother or lost their child reach out to those people because you'd be surprised they would they would probably want you to come to them as well so don't be afraid to do that there's other things you can do there's rituals you can do so the rituals may include going to a grave taking some flowers it may be something religious you know you might have a religious community and you may connect with that religious community it may be a day where you make your mum's favourite meal. So you bake or you do some gardening or plant um, a garden. I was thinking about this and I was thinking, you know, one thing I did was I got one of my mum's favourite cooking bowls and I made it into a garden. So I got some plants and put it into that. So it's being creative with the way that you honour that child, your mother, whoever that person is. It can be writing in a diary. Uh, we recommend a grief journal so a grief journal is there for you to offload your feelings Um, it's a creative space it doesn't have to be grammatically correct you just write in your own way you spell in your own way you draw in your own way that is just a safe space for expression it's finding ways to honor your mom or your child in a way that makes you feel like you've fulfilled that need within yourself What advice do you have for people who can't physically be with their mother or grandmother this year due to the COVID-19 restrictions? Uh, That's also hard too, because sometimes you can have living loss, so you go through the same feelings of grief as you do when somebody's died. So it's really what you want to do is fill that space. So telephone call, Zoom. If you've got other people that can support your parent or your friend to Zoom or FaceTime, try and get that set up you know um, your family member might have a carer and they might have a phone so just see if you can work together with them to facilitate that zoom call that face-to-face send a parcel you can send a a package so write a nice letter because if you're away from people it's lovely to receive a package in a letter you know send flowers draw a picture it's about finding things that you remember that person in a in a happy way because it's quite easy at the moment for everybody to sit and, and look at what's wrong and what's not there but if you can just try and flick your mind a little and just find the things that, that are there 
you know, and it is about creative thinking. What can I do differently? You know, how can I get mum to know that I love her? Well, I'm going to um, paint a picture. It, we're going to send flowers. So it's just really get into your, your mind and be creative. Talk to other family members. Get thinking. Have a really creative space. And new ideas will come up. I know it's really hard. It's awful. I think it's awful, really awful to be away from your loved ones. So even um, if your loved one is alive, just remember you are feeling the same feelings as if that person wasn't there. Also, what I'd encourage you to do is really honour your own feelings of sadness. Really honour those because sometimes you really want to just push them to the back, get rid of them. Try and be positive. Try and put on a happy face. But really, what you should do is honour those feelings that have come up because sometimes you just ignore them. But really, they are really important to you. What kind of support does Cruise offer to people who are dealing with grief? So for people that want to access Cruise, there's many ways that they can access Cruise. So we have a website, uh, which is www.cruise.org.uk. We have a national helpline, and the number is 0808-808-1677. We have a young people's service called Hope Again, which you can access through the Cruise website. And on Mother's Day, because people will phone maybe before or after, it's not necessarily Mother's Day, it could be just leading up to Mother's Day, we have a, a helpline open. So we would urge people to contact the, the helpline, um, which will be open between 9 and 5 on Mother's Day, if they're feeling that they really need support and they've got no one to talk to. So there's no need to feel alone. If you would like more information, please be sure to check out cruise.org.uk for support and help. If nothing else, lockdown has taught us the importance of family. Ruby and Aaliyah have both spent lockdown with their mothers in what has been a trying but ultimately beneficial time for their relationships. So Ruby, I think we should have a little discussion about being with our parents during lockdown, yeah. moving back in and what it's been like being in such close proximity with our parents 24-7 on all the hours of the day and what our relationship with our mums have been like during this time. In every lockdown I've been somewhere different and I've been doing something different so when I was nannying in the first lockdown, honestly I rang my mum and I said to her, like, how did you do this? I, was, I do it for five days a week, 12 hours a day, not 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I was like, how did you do this with three kids on your own, all under five, screaming, shouting? You know, I was doing that Monday to Friday and I was getting paid for it. You can't just escape from that. And you were living with us. And she said, you know, you was what kept me going. And that was when... I sort of, as everyone does, loves their mum, but it just made me have a whole new level. It just opened my eyes. Mm. And during lockdown, when you don't have many resources and you've got to entertain kids, I don't know how she did it on her own. And like, I have technology, I have all these things to help these kids. And back in the day, she didn't have nothing like that. No FaceTime, nothing. So, yeah, when I had to move out of London in lockdown, like, I know I caused her stress and, like, she was taking on a role that was more than what she's meant to be as a mum. So it's, re it's definitely made me appreciate her. And also, when I went to uni, I would come back in between the semesters and we just didn't get on for, like, two years. So I was really worried moving back in this lockdown that we wouldn't get on. Yeah. yeah. I think 
as much as like I've understood her more, um, we've also I think learned to give each other space in the way that we are so similar. We definitely have done that. There are sometimes we, you know, there are certain things I've learned about her just down to little things like you know maybe she doesn't want me in her space at this time, and she's learned that I don't on my space at this time it's a nice little thing we've got on and you know sometimes we'll just like jam in the kitchen we love to sing we love a little sing song together and then after a while you can sort of tell maybe we're getting a bit on each other's nerves and sort of leave each other to our own devices so I think we even have this look now that we're just like "Mm, mm, yeah we've had enough let's just let's just take some time apart I think we do have that interesting thing and the only other thing that's quite funny that I've learned about her is that when when it's like the drinks night, I've said this a million times, like tell her mum, like this wine is mine, don't drink it before I get back. <laughs> so we have those little funny exchanges. The relationship, although at times, because we were so alike, I think this experience has only brought us closer. One thing my mum said to me was that, oh, I didn't know you were this funny. I was thinking, what did you think of me before then? <laughs> she was just like, oh, yeah, you're just so funny to be around. Like, I don't know who's funny out of you and your bros now. And I was like, well, obviously you've got all different types of humour, but, like... <laughs> so clearly she's noticing things about me she's never thought of before, and I'm doing the same. And same with the drinking thing. She's such a bad influence. She'll be like, oh, I'm not drinking tonight. And then in the same sentence, she'll be like, oh, do you want to drink, though? And I'll be like... Hey, like, oh, um, let's just... I want a bit of rosé. Like, I'll be doing some work, and she'll be like, um, Aaliyah... <laughs> and I'm like, what? And she's like, oh, we're having a drink tonight. And I'm like, well, if you say so, go on then, go on. Yeah. <laughs> no, my mum did the other day. She bought these carbonated drinks. She was like, oh, they're grapefruit. They're so healthy. They were half price. And then we open them and they're alcoholic. She has her own alcohol that I don't touch. And she's like, oh, go have some red wine. I'm like, no, I don't want it. She's like, oh, you need to grow up. And she's like, but I didn't like red wine until I was 40, so. (laughs) For us, it's rum, like dark rum, Mm. anything from like, there's a certain like um, St. Lucian rum called Chairman's Reserve. And that's our like drink. Like a whole new friendship. And you were saying about respect for when you, know you've had enough of each other for the day I'll be yeah. like oh no I'm just going for a watch like do you want me to come with you I'll be like nah I need this one on my own like yeah it's become so <laughs> honest now we're like nah not today mum yeah maybe because she's the mum like she never says that to me I'm doing this on my own I, it's always me like maybe she's realised I'm growing up but to me I'm always a baby in her eyes yesterday my mum fell asleep on the sofa and I was like and I started to get up you know you're tired you're gonna go to bed and she was like oh, are you going? And I was like, yeah, is that all right? And she was like, no. <laughs> I felt really bad. I was like, oh, I think we've really got used to like being around each other. Like now when she goes back to work, what am I going to do? Uh, once you're a mum, I don't think you ever slow down with your duties as, as a mother. Yeah, so true. My, my brother's 28 and she showed me these candles and they're like pirate candles. She's like, oh, who are these for? And I'm like, I don't know, cow. And she's like, yeah, it's so cute. And I'm like, mum, he's almost 30. Like, why are you getting candles with pirate faces on? <laughs> like you said, the mum duties never stop. And I, obviously, I'm nearly 23 and literally, whenever I'm upset or crying, she's like, she tries to like pray for me like a yeah. baby. <laughs> now, I think, do you know what it is? She's seen me in every way, like my vulnerable, every every emotion. I've not been able to like leave the home and or like leave the house or 
you know, just not show her part of how I'm feeling now. She's seen everything. And I think that's another reason why it has brought us closer. I think I'm a bit more like open and vulnerable of how I feel with her now because there's just no hiding it. She knows everything. (laughs) And also I've seen my mum like juggle like literally a thousand things. She'll be on her work computer, then she'll be cooking and frying something. And then she'll be running up the stairs, washing this. And I'm just like, damn, like... I mean, and I try my best to tell, yeah, but like, secretly love doing everything. Like, they're like, don't worry, I've got this. But they complain, they complain, and they're like, oh, I have not sat down. I've got the shopping, I've done all the washing, I've done the dinner, and I'm hoovering, blah, 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 and you've done nothing. I go, oh, do you want any help? No, it's fine. I haven't sat down all day. <laughs> She'll be like, and I'll be like, okay, so why don't I help you? She's like, oh, no, no, darling, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> right though I think like I've there's a there's a definitely a newfound appreciation because like my mom's been doing work mate she's running up and down the stairs and cooking some cooking this cooking that washing this washing that dealing with both of us um yeah so definitely super moms love you mom love you mom Thank you for listening to this special diversity episode dedicated to all the mothers and mother figures out there. We hope you have a wonderful day, whatever you are doing. Please remember to stay safe and look after each other in these difficult times. Until next time on... Diversity! Diversity!